0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is part four of this week's episode of the MMA Hour. Thanks for checking out the show. Okay, Uh, let us move along now and uh, say hello to our next guest. And it has been a while since we have talked to our next guest. It has been, uh, I think it's been like two and a half, three years since he's been on the program. And, And there's good reason for that. Not because we were shunning him. It's because he walked away from MMA. You'll recall that back in 2015, Nick Newell announced that he was walking away from the sport for various reasons, injuries being one of them. Um, He was a mainstay on the WSOF scene. He fought for the belt back at WSOF 11 in 2014. He fought on NBC till this day. That's his only loss, 13-1. and He followed that up with two victories. And he announced recently that he was coming back, and not only uh, is he coming back, he's coming back on Friday. He's coming back at LFA 35. It's great to have notorious Nick Newell back on the scene, and there he is. Via the magic of Skype, the one and only Nick hey. Newell. How are you, Nick?
1: <laughs> How's it going, Ariel? Long time <laughs> no speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's great to be back on the show. It's great to be fighting, man. I I feel I feel phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm I'm really happy to have this opportunity and to you know have people interested in in me again now that I'm returning back to mixed martial arts. I remember we spoke to you after you
0: announced your retirement, and it, it seemed, um, I don't know, there w- and correct me if I'm reading this incorrectly, there was a little bit of sadness to the interview because it felt like here's this young guy who still has a lot to accomplish, who didn't make it to the UFC, who was good enough to be in the UFC, and, and the injuries caught up to you. And I don't know. It felt like there was like this this like cloud hanging over it all, and now to see you coming back is a great thing. Why did you decide to come back, though, considering all the things that you said when you were walking away two and a half years ago?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly I really meant the, the things that I said and I felt like my last four camps in a row. I, my body was just shutting down and I wasn't able to train the way that I I wanted to train. And now while no fighters come into a fight, 100 percent, you know, I I was I was at a very low percent. I was feeling really bad going into these fights, and, and honestly, it was hard for me to train for them because my back, my neck, my knees, everything, so uh, what I needed was I, I needed some time off, you know, and um, the thing that sucks is if you're a fighter and you need some time off, then you take time off, but you don't get paid, you know, and uh, and you can't really make a living, so I wanted to focus on something. That I can make a living off of, so I opened up my own gym, uh, Fighting Arts Academy CT in West Haven, Connecticut. And once that got established, I started getting some uh, some good training partners and, and people to go with. Uh, I decided that it was good to come back, and I'm I'm still working with my same team that I worked with before. I just have to. I'm just a little bit busier, you know. You know, uh, owning owning my own gym too. So.
0: At what point how long ago did you start to get that itch again and start to think you know what I could actually do this everything's good in my life the stars are aligning when did you start to have those thoughts
1: uh, probably honestly like a year ago um, Oh wow I was I've just been I've been training and I've been training since the last time I fought I just had to kind of figure out my body and figure out Ways to do it smarter, and what I can handle, and and I just really needed that time off, and and it was a good thing because I, I feel great now, and I'm actually better than I've ever been, you know, uh, teaching. I've I've kind of put an emphasis on my technique, it has gotten a lot better, and the only reason why I I haven't fought earlier than I have now is because I got married, um, so I didn't want to like do that to my my wife, you know, she lets me do whatever I want uh pretty much so I kind of thought it would be kind of rude to <laughs> take anything away from getting. so once that was over I decided that it was uh it was a good time to get back out there
0: congratulations on getting married how how is married
1: life are you enjoying it yeah yeah I mean it's awesome I'm we lived together for a number of years before we got married so not much has changed um I'm on insurance uh <laughs> you know other than that uh you know things are the same i i like it i like it a lot
0: you still have your cats
1: uh yes i do yes i do um you know they're they're getting old they just uh they just turned three and then i still have my cat uh that i had growing up but she wow. is at my mom's house. She's 20 years old. Um, so I'll always be a cat guy. I got my little three year olds cats and, and now I'm, I'm killing it. You know, I, I love those things. So you can make fun of me all you want for it, but those are my, uh, those are my babies for now, you know?
0: And, and how did you end up with LFA? Because, uh, I, I'm assuming you weren't tied to, to anyone given the fact that you were retired. How did you, or, or why did you end up with them?
1: Uh, There's a there's a few reasons, you know Um, One is is the opportunities they give me and the freedom and, and everything that they provided and how they build fighters I really like that, you know, they offered me a good contract um, a good fair contract and You know, I decided I talked to my team and we decided that that was the best move Did you did you even reach out to the UFC? Did you try to go that route? Um, obviously I'd like to fight in the UFC. I, I feel like I've, I've earned it, you know, but life's not fair sometimes. And, and, you know, that I, I, th- I think maybe after this one, I don't know, but who, who knows.
0: So that's still, that's still a goal, a goal of yours. That's still something you want to accomplish
1: well when you're good enough and and you know it and you know you could beat these guys out, out there that are fighting um it's kind of difficult to just kind of sit back and, and watch you know when when you want to be the guy out there so at the end of the day yeah that's always the goal and that's always been the goal and I feel like now more than ever i'm I'm ready I'm ready to go out and, and make a name for myself even more so than I already have so did
0: you or your management? Talk to anyone at the UFC when you were planning on coming back and is there a reason why you didn't sign with them?
1: Um they didn't give they didn't give me an offer. Um, you know, that's that's it. They didn't okay. give me an offer. So that's the reason why. And it's fine. I'm I'm happy with LFA right now, and I'm just ready to go out and make a statement and kind of do my thing and, and take it from there.
0: Have you been watching a lot of MMA in, in your time off and when you watch the top dogs at at 155 are you saying like I I, I can hang with these guys like do you, you think like that as you watch it?
1: No, I absolutely know that that I'm world class. I I know that I belong and I know that I um that I could do do well even in the UFC, you know. Uh, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu and I'm a college wrestler. And my in, with my striking, my, my footwork, I'm always in the right spot. Maybe I don't have the multi-punch attacks that everyone has, but I I'm, have very good range. And, and now that my body is, is working as well as it is, I really feel like uh, I could take a fight with anyone and, and be fine, not only hold my own, but, but win.
0: Do you find yourself keeping tabs and maybe even rooting for Justin Gaethje considering what he's doing in the UFC because you, you shared that time in the cage together?
1: Yeah, I mean I always like Justin and we always had a good um uh, good relationship. We were always friendly with each other. I mean at the end of the day it's just business. It's just a fight and obviously he beat me, so the more he wins the better it makes me look. Um but aside from that, he's a good dude, so I I I always root for him, you know. He's he's uh you know, I'm I'm just a fan of his. So there now he's he's fighting. I mean, I don't want to get on that, but he's fighting Poirier, who I also know and like a lot. So it's 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 yeah. good. I'm just a fan of the sport, you know. Um. So I I have not stopped watching MMA. No, that's not a, a question. I am obsessed with it. People ask me my hobby. I tell them this is my hobby. <laughs> like, yeah, I do it every day.
0: Uh, did you consider entering the PFL
1: tournament? Uh, you know, my manager really handled all that. And okay. it just didn't come up. I don't know what they said when they reached out to him, but, uh, LFA was the best offer we got. And and that's what we went with.
0: You know, it's so interesting that we're talking on, on, on this Monday of all Mondays. I don't know how much you pay attention to other sports and I'm sure you're, you're very focused on your task on, on Friday. Um, however, uh, there's a football player, a college football player, who's making a lot of um, noise and ton of news over the weekend who obviously reminds me a lot of yourself. Are you familiar with, and I may be butchering his name, but uh, Shaquem Griffin, have you seen what he's what he's doing in Indianapolis?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be uh, 100% honest with you. I didn't know who he was till this week. I don't really watch any other sports besides MMA. Yeah. But um, I train with a lot of football players. I train with a lot of guys in the Arena Football League for strength and conditioning and um, I'm impressed with how athletic these guys are and they're not in the NFL yet. I mean, I, I've, I've been hearing this guy's going to get signed maybe first round, you know, um, I could be wrong. That's just something I heard, yeah. you know, but um, all the power to him, you know, I, I just like to see people be successful and, and he kind of went through a lot of the same things that I went through and, and it's good to see someone make a name for himself and, and aside whether how many hands he has, man, that guy that guy's fast. You know, he's impressive. He's a he's a specimen of an athlete. And I'm sure he busted his ass to get to where he is. So um obviously I'm a fan of his. I started I liked his Facebook page. I started following him on uh on Instagram and Twitter. So uh you know, I I, I wish him all the best. It's really cool to see.
0: Oh, it's unbelievable. And not only is he killing it in the 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 40 yard dash, but um Bench pressing, what he did. Did you see that clip of him bench pressing? I think he hit twenty in a row. Did you see that?
1: No, you have to send that to me. (laughs) Oh my god, you have to (laughs) send that to me. I've been, yeah, it happened over the weekend, and I've just been so insane. But I definitely saw him running. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Continue. No,
0: no, no, it's okay. It's just, it's amazing, you know. Now that we're talking, and he he's been all over the news this past weekend, so you know, reminded me of what you've overcome and 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 how you are able to defy the odds um given what you are born with and I think it's just such a great thing to have you back um you're an inspiration and 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 I wonder if that continues to be part of your motivation to to show to other people um that they they don't have to let this you know stop that you could do anything that you want you can be like everyone do you, do you still think like that or do you feel like you're you're past that at this point in your career
1: No I've always I've always felt that um the power of the mind is a very powerful thing and and your work ethic is not your work ethic will allow you to achieve things that other people could never imagine you could achieve because they don't have the same hustle they don't have the same work ethic you have so for me i've always busted my ass at everything i do you know i i started off not good as a wrestler and i worked all year while everyone was out partying doing what doing god knows what i was in the gym training 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 and and i got good that way so i i appreciate the, the value of hard work and, and i really believe that anything that you want um, you'll never know how good you can be unless you try you know so i started this mma thing kind of as a hobby and and it took off and it has nothing to do with the fact that i only have one hand it has everything to do with the fact um, of how hard i work and how determined i am you know i I'm, i look at myself and I, I and i think of myself as like the most badass dude that there is and it doesn't have anything to do with me having one hand it's not because i have one hand it's my attitude so the thing that makes me different isn't that i'm this one-handed guy out there fighting the thing that makes me different is is mentally i'm i'm ready to do whatever it takes to win i'm determined uh you're never gonna see me quit you're never gonna see um me give up and obviously like anyone i have my moments where mentally i i get broken down and i i have my high highs and my low lows but I'm am a determined guy, and I, I am where I am not because I want to prove something uh, to anyone, but myself.
0: Last thing for you, Nick, and what a great answer! I appreciate that. Um, there's a I've never experienced this. I'm not a fighter, but I'm 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 certain that there's a feeling that comes with fight week, right? It's different. Um, you're about to go, you know, uh, into battle in a cage. Uh, locked in a cage with another human being did you and i'm sure there's nerves that come with it even if you're the most confident fighter and some anxiety as well did you miss this feeling on this monday as you're pro- you're probably about to you know head out soon did you miss the feelings that come with getting ready for the fight on fight week
1: i mean making weight always sucks so yeah. um i don't ever miss that but um this this is fine i always make it just fine i'm a, I'm a good size 55 pounder and it's it's not a big deal, you know. This one's actually had a catch weight, so it's easier. Um, but what's it at? One sixty. You know the nerves, everything. One sixty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can make. I can make one fifty-five. No problem. It's just. A, I don't know. I just thought it was a good idea, maybe, to just have a little more fun with the fight uh, this time, and my opponent agreed with it. So, uh, here we are. And, you know, I. I, I of course. Of course, you get nervous when you fight. Of course, there's always that little bit of fear, but um, that that motivates you. You know, That motivates me to, to fight, to, to challenge myself and to face that and to go out there and, and really show why I'm different, show why I'm special and, and show why I deserve to be the guy that people talk about. I deserve to um, be known as someone that's a, a skilled martial artist, a good fighter you know, I, I really believe that I am one of the best in the world and I am and I am incredible at what I do. But um I'm also a very humble man, so I don't really like to talk about it that much. I like to just go out there and and just kick people's asses and collect heads.
0: Looking forward to it. It goes down this Friday at Arena Theater in Houston, Texas. It's LFA 35 co-main event is nick newell returning to action at 160 pounds against sunny luke uh it um, airs main event main event now you're the main event what happened
1: they moved me i don't know i don't know there's these two uh two girls were supposed to fight for the title yeah um Sabina Maza. they moved it on I'm, I'm the main event oh all yeah, right I'm, I'm upset about that because i, I kind of wanted to sit back and watch that fight um it's canceled but, you know uh I think so. I think they've been saying I'm the main event. And since I don't know. So I I guess it's canceled maybe unless they moved it to the co-main, but I think it's, I think it's canceled. Yeah. It's just, I'm the main event.
0: All right. Look at you breaking news on the show. Thank you for that, Nick. Appreciate it. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have you back, Nick. I wish you the best on Friday. Thanks for taking some time and uh, looking forward to checking it out uh, this Friday on access TV.
1: Thanks. After I win this fight, I'm coming I'm coming to New York, and uh, you're going to have me in studio.
0: Deal. It's not Anytime. far. Anytime. Anytime. Okay. I got the seat for you right over there. You got to check out our new studio. You've been to the old one, <laughs> but it's time you check out the new one, so uh, that is a deal, my friend. I'm coming. All right. Okay. Thank you, Nick. All the best to you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, you so there you go. Notorious Nick Newell, he is back. First time fighting since October of 2015. And I was just going to say the main event is for the uh, vacant women's flyweight title. Sabina Mazo, who's a big-time prospect uh, competing. But uh, apparently Nick just broke the news that uh, that fight isn't happening. We'll check on that um, just to make sure that that is accurate. But uh, that is big news, having him back in the swing of things. And it's clear that he still wants to fight uh, in the UFC. And if you did not see uh, the one-handed, the congenital amputee Shaquem Griffin, Uh wow, what a story that is! Um, Coming out of the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, 20 reps bench pressing, um, it's just it's a marvel to watch. You can find it anywhere online. Uh, The 40 yard dash, just incredible. An incredible athlete, as is Nick Newell. So it reminded me, and it's kind of wild that we have him on the show. Just um, you know, coming off the weekend where. Uh, Griffin did all of that. Okay, so that's this Friday. Let's go back to our discussion of UFC 222. One of the big stories, of course, over the past weekend in Las Vegas was the much-anticipated, long-awaited debut of one Mackenzie Dern, and she picks up the victory over Ashley Yoder. Hard-fought victory. She had her moments, almost had her submitted in the closing seconds, but in the end, most important, she improves to 6-0 she is still undefeated, and she's one of the bright young stars in the UFC. We wanted to check in with her and see how it all went down. She is kind enough to be joining us via the magic of Skype. There she is, Mackenzie Dern. How are you? Hi, Ariel. I'm good. How
2: are
0: you? Thank you so much for the time. <laughs> so I, I see you're you're a little you're a little beat up. Is this the most damage you've ever had on your face on the Monday after a fight? Ah, uh,
2: yeah, for sure. I never like really had this much. So. Um... Didn't try to put makeup anything, you know. You guys saw my fight, so uh, I think it's like good to see. And then I tried my best.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to see. How do you feel about it? Like, do you feel comfortable with these, like the cut on the lip and the black eye?
2: Uh, no, I want to put my glasses on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but no, it's okay. And you know, I know it's part of the part of the game. Uh, like I say, I, my goal is to try to go in there with the less uh, less amount of damage as possible, but. Man, I tried to be striking with her, so I knew that like, I could get punched in the face, you know. so it's part of it.
0: So on Thursday when we spoke at the media day, I asked you about uh, if you had any nerves, if you're the kind of person who gets nervous. You said that not really, and, 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 and quite frankly, you said that you kind of rise to the occasion on the big stage. You prefer fighting on the big stage, but now that it happened, now that you're in the locker room, T-Mobile Arena, Bruce Buffer saying your name, pay-per-view, all that stuff, there's a big crowd, right? You're the headliner for FS1. Were you more nervous than usual? How did you how did you feel in the closing seconds before the fight?
2: Man, I swear it felt so normal, felt so relaxed, felt just like I was ready to be. I didn't like hear the people, you know. Like I, I felt Bruce was talking with me like when he was saying my name, but I was just looking at Ashley, you know, like trying to focus on what I want to do. Like I felt like I was meant to be I didn't feel any nervous at all, you know. So the whole like UFC um, like jitters or the yeah. butterflies you know I didn't feel anything and wow. I felt felt great felt great to be there.
0: Have you watched the fight yet?
2: No, I haven't.
0: <laughs> Is that on purpose or you just haven't had time?
2: Uh just uh haven't had time you know just trying trying to um, to spend time with my family you know like uh, my my phone's just going off you know so I turn everything off you know trying to like take my mind after I'll, I'll probably see I'll go to watch you know but um I'm excited to see, like, um, just how it was to be fighting with Ashley, you know, because uh, I felt, like, a little bit hard to get some distance sometimes, you know. Um, so, like, I like I want to see, like, if I was moving my feet on the fight, you know, like the little things like, from the pictures that I see. Sometimes I see my head is down a little bit, you know, when I'm punching, you know, just kind of, like, go, you know. So <laughs> I'm excited to go back and do the homework and see what I need to get better at. Um, but right now I'm just, you know – having time taking my mind off the fight and uh, spending time with my family.
0: Based on what you remember, are you happy with your performance or do you feel like you could have done better?
2: And I, that's like a mix, you know, because I'm like very, um, I always say I, I don't feel too much of the pressure from other people, but I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know? So, um, it's back and forth. Like I'm happy with my performance. I think it's always better for me to fight, um, three rounds go through the three rounds now than to have never been through three rounds and go to the belt and you know have to get pushed to five rounds and oh my gosh this never happened before you know so I think the time in the ring there's nothing better than experience like that um of course I wish I got the submission on the end you know like I tried to but it didn't have enough time so I feel really happy that I was able to do like standing up um and like pro- um, practice my stand-up and do like takedowns and ground and cage work cage was a lot, something I really wanted to work on you know so uh, I, I really tried to not be my back on the cage too so much and be able to control the cage better so there were so many things that I'm happy with my performance but then at the same time when I see like my black guy I think like man maybe if I would do the takedown and go to the back on the first round maybe I would finish you know and and be done and maybe that would have been better you know but so it's like back and forth, you know, like, okay, if I would have really tried to take down on the first round and maybe got the choke in the beginning, maybe that would have been better than to stay and try to stay standing up. But I think it was good, too, um, at the same time. So I don't know. It's like both. I think it was a great a great uh, first fight. You know, I'm ex- I'm happy with the performance. Um, you know, so it can go either way. I'm, I'm not too, like, oh, I wish I got the submission in the, in the first round. I think also, too, I had, like, not a struggle on the weight cut, you know, but a lot of people were like nervous about my weight cut and thinking that, oh, you know, like she's not gonna recover good, you know. So I think the fact that if I would have submitted fast, they say, Oh like she's lucky that she submitted fast because otherwise she wouldn't have handled the whole (laughs) like I had the weight cut and I still went the three rounds and like Of course, I had some knees to the stomach, so I got a little tired, but I was okay with my cardio, you know, I felt good, you know, on each round, I I felt okay, you know, so I think it was good to show like, man, okay, I had a weight cut, you know, my weight cut for 115 is always hard, I had like, I felt good doing the three rounds, you know, so I think it's good for people to believe a little bit more in me.
0: Well, since you bring it up i I have to ask, um you were the last one to weigh in and and we waited for you for a few minutes and and by, it made for great drama. Everyone was wondering you know if you were going to show up how <laughs> much, so I appreciate the theater. uh, but how difficult was the cut? Were you nervous <laughs> at all that you may not make one fifteen or one sixteen actually you had the one you had the one pound allowance
2: No, I wasn't nervous, you know I wasn't nervous like I think you get to a point where you know you in your mind you don't really like understand how bad you are or how good you are you know so um i had like three pounds left uh one day before uh i think around like 9 p.m you know so in my mind i was like okay no oh no i'm sorry two pounds i had two pounds left uh the night before so in my mind i was like no i'm I'm gonna make 116 my manager called me you know like was like stuff was happening i didn't even know what's happening you know so like man no i'm just gonna go back to the sauna and lose my weight and then the morning you know, I, they did that little uh, sauna, little room sauna thing, you know. It's yeah, yeah. Like a new thing. They touched the room and they did that. So at the whole time, I don't know, if maybe because I was so like just I want to get this over with. Maybe I didn't realize really how close I was, you know. But I went there and like I really I, I waited on the check one with with no clothes. And then they and I was 116 and then they put on the little like uh, bikini, the top and the panties. And then they went in, they said, okay, you can go with the with the outfit, you know? So I said, okay, like, it's better than to
0: have to do the sure, thing, sure. you know? Sure, so yeah, yeah, the hoop of shame. Um, okay, so <laughs> that's what I like to call it. And I think they should use it for the men, by the way. I don't know why they just use it for the women, but that's neither here nor there. That's not your problem. Um, it was amazing to watch the closing <laughs> seconds because we know how good you are on the ground, and it looked like you didn't have your arm under her chin, but still we've seen some people tap to that just given the pressure on, on the chin and the neck. Did you think that you had it close?
2: Yeah, you know, like, a lot of people tell me about that, like, oh, it's on the chin, man, like, I know from all the chokes I do, like, man, we have the air choke, and then we have, like, the blood choke, you know, and the air choke is usually what they're defending when they put their chin down, even, like, my last, uh, my, with Mandy poke at 125, she had her chin down, but with Ashley, I could feel like I was squeezing on the sides, you know, like, I wasn't squeezing here, so I, I felt that she was, like, breathing, but I was feeling her, like, More that she will pass out than to be out of breath, you know, like cut the blood off like they fall to sleep, you know. So they have two different types of chokes, you know. They have the one that the people can't breathe and like stop to breathe. And then they have the ones where they don't feel it. And then when they see, they just pass out, you know. So I was feeling like it was really tight. I was squeezing more like to the sides. And, you know, I was just like trying to go like, man, I hope she taps. You know, I wasn't thinking how many times was left. I knew it was close to the end. Uh, you know, my last fight with Kylie uh, Medeiros, I got the submission in, like 15 seconds left. So I was like hoping that that was going to happen again. Uh, but, you know, she was she was able to release the pressure and everything. So it was, it was a good fight. You know, I, I, I'm I excited. I'm happy with how it was.
0: Um, was she tougher than you expected her to be? She did. It seemed drop you very quickly in the middle of the fight. Were were you expecting her to be that tough? And And how how hurt were you when she dropped you?
2: Uh, no, not, she wasn't like tougher than I expected her to be because I knew she was going to be tough. You know, she wasn't, I didn't think she was going to be easy fight. Uh, but for sure she was like a little, like not longer than I thought, but I, I did have like more trouble to understand distance and to like, I don't know, to, believe like in my takedowns and stuff like sometimes i was thinking to go to takedown and i saw her like lifting her knee up you know like oh if you go i'm gonna do one knee to your face uh-huh. you know so i kept thinking like hmm, maybe i'll stay more standing up a little bit longer you know and so in in just sometimes like I'll, okay now i'm gonna go to the do the combination and then she would hit me first you know i said like oh, okay i need to keep my left my leg outside her leg you know like some so little things like that you know but she was tough just like i thought she was gonna be you know i know she wasn't gonna Uh, you know be like scared to fight or anything like I said she came from some losses I know she had like the fire in her eyes to win Um, and honestly like the the when I fell down I don't remember (laughs) I don't remember like when I my coaches they always tell tell me like the ones the punches that hurt us are the ones that we don't see coming you know and I really didn't see where it came from you know like when I thought I was just on the floor and say okay get up get up you know it's (laughs) like caught up fast I didn't really like no, if it was a punch or it was a side or what it was, you know, so uh, I I just feel like she didn't like come at me, you know, when I was on the ground, when I came up, so I was able to like recover fast, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel pain or anything, you know, it was just like a click, you know, so I so like, okay, good, <laughs> let's get back into the fight.
0: <laughs> to me, it was pretty clear that it was 29-28 for you, um, although it was a split decision. How nervous were you when you heard her name, when Bruce Buffer said her name, when he was reading the scorecards?
2: You know, I, I was surprised, but I wasn't nervous, you know, because I know, like, if you live to the judges' hands, it can be anything, you know. Uh, and especially, like, when I'm fighting. And, you know, like, my coaches, each round I ask my coach, like, did I win this one? Did I lose this one? You know, and they said to me, like, the first one, you won. Okay. The second one, they say, okay, it's 1-1, you know. And then the third, they say, okay, you need to win that one. Uh, so, but, you know, sometimes I think, oh, maybe the coaches, they, like, not on purpose, but maybe they're biased, you know, like maybe they think like with emotion, you know, like, you know, so I don't think like uh, if when I heard they gave splits, they're like, OK, maybe it'll be to her. But I wasn't nervous, you know, like I said, like I want to be undefeated. I want to win everything, but I know it's a part of the game, too, you know, like to lose. I try my best, uh, you know, it wasn't like scary for me. I just think like, OK, let's let's hope that they choose with me, you know,
0: uh, was your dad at the fight? No. <laughs> did he watch it?
2: Yes, yeah, he did watch it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did he have to say about it?
2: Ah, he's scared. <laughs> yes, he's a he's so little scared, you know, like, oh, that was scary, you know, but he's he's happy about it, you know. Uh, he's waiting for me to get back to Arizona to go see him. So, um, but really, that, that's the whole thing. You know, I think like everyone asked me about him, but he's been my coach for so many years. Uh, we really just want to, like, preserve the relationship of father and daughter, you know. And and I think just my whole weight cut, you know, like, you're kind of tripping out a little bit. So many sauna, you're saying things, you don't really know what you're saying. Uh, and to see me, like, go through a fight where maybe I get knocked down, you know, and have to fight, fight out of it and stuff. That stuff is kind of like, I don't know if a father wants to see that all the time, you know. So I think it was good that he saw that from his couch with my family there. Uh, with the dogs, you know, all comfortable.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I, I have a one-year-old daughter. She like slips and just like falls and I like have a heart attack and run and hold her. I can't imagine uh, seeing her get punched in the face and the black eye and all that stuff. Is it fair to say that he would prefer that you didn't do this for a living?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. My dad is definitely like, and he supports me, but Ariel, if you see <laughs> us like at lunch or something, he'll be like, Uh, you know, so you should go compete jujitsu next month, next month, Uh you know, always like trying to do a little, a little, you know, clues to get me to stay in jujitsu. You know, I say like that I have MMA fight, you know, coming up, you know, this, that. He said, oh, okay. You know, he definitely doesn't want to see his daughter getting punched.
0: This experience though, did it reinforce your, your love and interest in MMA? Because, you know, the question is always, are you going to stick with MMA? Are you going to go, you know, full on with MMA, no jujitsu, all that. Did this reinforce that for you, that decision?
2: For sure, for sure. It was like when, when I was like going back to think my post that I want to post like on Instagram, you know, like to thank everyone and just to feel like to share how I felt, like really was like, man, I felt like I was meant to be there. You know, like I know that each fight i would be a better better fighter, you know, like really enforce like, yeah, this is what I am what I meant to do. I, I made the right decision to stop jiu now and focus on this, you know, so uh, I'm excited for the next fight. Hopefully I can be like UFC have Rio I'm like ready to get this black eye away and (laughs) and come back to training.
0: (laughs) So uh, you did say that on Thursday that you want to fight on the Rio card uh, May 12th. Is that still what you want?
2: For sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do you have have an opponent in mind?
2: No. No. Okay. I don't.
0: (laughs) You just want to fight anyone?
2: Yeah.
0: No, not anyone. Like. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Sure.
2: Not. But someone you know like that. The next level just keeps, exactly. you know, the process going.
0: Definitely. And you know what's so crazy about it? It all went well and you win and everything. But again, this this, um, this sort of infatuation with your accent continues because here's George Grigel who comes in, the translator. Now, everyone, I've gotten more questions about the translator being in the cage at the end of the fight than anything <laughs> that you did in the fight. People are like, why does she need a translator? Why? From my understanding, I'd love for you to to speak on this. You didn't ask for him to come in. I think he just came in because, uh, you know, he wanted to help you and, and Rogan went to him. You didn't need the translator there. You didn't ask for him. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I don't know if people thought that I asked for him. I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask for the translator. I didn't oh. ask, like, before the fight. Oh. I didn't ask after. I didn't, like, Joe was telling me, like, he meant to take out my mouth, protector, you know, so... Uh, I was finished the fight have my mouth protector in my mouth, you know, like I didn't even remember I had the thing in my mouth. So uh, for me, when I saw the translator, like, I don't know, obviously, but I have a lot more fans in Brazil than I have the USA. So for me, my first, I, uh, when they brought the translator, I thought that they wanted me to speak Portuguese for all the fans, you know, and him to translate for everyone in the US, you know, but just for me to speak to everyone in Brazil, you know, to both. and yeah, yeah, both, yeah, You know, not, not to understand what he was asking, you know. I thought that they just wanted me to be able to speak to all sure. my fans in Brazil, you know. Like, because I finished the fight, I didn't get to say anything to anyone in Brazil, you know. Like, you know, so it was, when I saw, I thought he just wanted me to speak Portuguese for everyone in Brazil, not not because I couldn't understand the question, yeah, you know? So, I thought it was more like a fan than, uh, than, than me speaking Portuguese. So, when I asked, I said, like, do you want me to speak English or Portuguese? I don't know which one you want to say, you know? Then, Joe Red said, oh, I think she understood then. I said, like, okay. So, I was um, not confused, but I didn't understand what was happening either. You know, sure. I don't know what people thought that I asked the
0: translator. I didn't ask. <laughs> well, I'm happy we cleared that up. And it's understandable. You were just in a 15-minute fight. So it's, it's okay to be confused. But it's just amazing how uh, people are, are nitpicking this sort of thing with you. It's crazy. Um, last thing for you, Mackenzie. And again, thank you so much for the time. I know Dana White was there. I know Ari Emanuel, who's uh, a co-owner in the UFC, was there. Any of the, you know, the big bosses come up to you afterwards and, and talk to you about how much they like the fight, having you on the roster, things like that?
2: Uh, No, I mean I got like messages from Mick and Sean. You know, I know them from um, even the beginning when I first started MMA. uh, They've always been supporting me, so they sent me messages just saying like was a really good job and that they hope to see me soon. Um, And that's about it. You know, so uh, I know like the card had so many great fights, like Brian Ortega, his his knockout. Uh, Sugar Sean, he had like such a good fight. You know, Uh, they had so many great highlights. This this card you know so um it was just good to be part of it and to finally get the whole debut out of the way yeah
0: well it couldn't have gone better you passed with flying colors congratulations Mackenzie. it was uh it was a real pleasure to watch you finally in there uh, after all this time talking about it uh enjoy the victory enjoy your time off i hope you you heal quickly and uh, hopefully you get that fight in rio that'd be really cool to see
2: yes thank you so much Ariel. always great to talk with you
0: Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. There she is, Mackenzie Dern, now 1-0 and inside the Octagon. Her debut is out of the way. Everyone talking about it going in, and now everyone's talking about it going out. Who will she fight? She wants to fight um, in Rio. She has the connection, of course. Her family is, is, is Brazilian. She is of Brazilian de- descent. And, uh, of course, she lives in, in, in the Arizona area. She was in Los Angeles, I do believe. But uh, that would make a lot of sense. You, you put, you know, a rising star coming out of Brazil on the Rio pay-per-view. I think that that would make a lot of sense. I find it interesting. You know, she said it. Uh, Brian Ortega said it. Uh, others have said it before. Like, this is this is a blue-chip prospect. This is a blue-chip prospect. And no, one, like, the brass isn't coming to the back and shaking. I feel like that was, that was a part of the routine. Lorenzo's in the back. Dana's in the back shaking her hand. Um, no one's going up to Mackenzie Dern after the fight and, and shaking her hand and saying, welcome to the UFC. No, there's, there's nothing of that. Congratulations Brian Ortega. Congratulations. You're getting a title shot. Like is that I don't know. Am I nitpicking? Is that asking for a lot? But I just feel like that's the sort of thing that's always been done. Like that like that's a, that's that's just a part of combat sports. Big win, you come in backstage, congratulations. I mean the days of, you know, the 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 bonus, you know, the the discretionary bonus that they used to give out in the uh the little envelope they would they would give out this stuff, but I don't know. I find that um I find that a little surprising. How about this? Um just saw this come up on TMZ. Canel Alvarez test positive for banned substance blames Mexican cows. I'd like to see who first reported this. This just I just saw this out of the corner of my eye on on uh on Twitter. Let's see. Let's see. Anyone else have it? All right, I'll I'll read. I'll read this. uh, Next up, Chris Cyborg is going to join us, but let me just quickly read this. This is according to our friends over at TMZ, our good friends over at TMZ. Canelo Alvarez has admitted he tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug, but he's blaming the dirty test on contaminated cow meat. The boxer was tested in advance of his upcoming May 5th rematch against Gennady Golovkin and says results show... He had trace levels of clenbuterol. FYI, clenbuterol is a banned substance often used by athletes to cut body fat while retaining muscle mass. It's banned by every major doping agency. We've seen some MMA fighters get uh, popped for this as well. Um, Let's see what else. He believes the traces of clenbuterol are, quote, consistent with meat contamination that has uh, impacted dozens, dozens of athletes in Mexico over the last years, end quote. Canelo says he will immediately move his training camp from Mexico to the United States and will submit to any number uh, and variety of additional tests that the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association, VADA, deems necessary ahead of the fight. Quote, I am an athlete who respects the sport and surprises me, uh, and it bothers me because it had never happened to me before, Canelo says. I will submit to all tests that require me to clarify this embarrassing situation, and I trust that at the end the truth will prevail. Canel's team notes he has tested clean dozens of times over the course of his previous 12 fights. So it does appear, according to this, that the fight is still on. Uh, I'm trying to... Okay, there's a press release from Golden Boy saying, as part of the voluntary testing program that Canel Avarez... Uh, insisted on ahead of his May 5th fight. This is a press release from his promoter, Golden Boy. One of his results came back positive for trace levels of clenbuterol consistent with meat contamination that has impacted dozens of athletes in Mexico over the last years. As Daniel Eichner, uh, director of the uh, SMRTL, uh, we actually heard from him during the John Jones case, the WADA-accredited lab that conducted the tests Stated in his letter today, these values are all within the range of what is expected from meat contamination. Upon receiving the information, Golden Boy immediately notified the Nevada State Athletic Commission and Gennady Golovskin's promoter, Tom Loeffler. As has been planned, Canelo will immediately move his training camp from Mexico to the U.S. and will submit to any number and variety of additional tests that VADA deems necessary ahead of and after May 5th. Added Canelo, I'm an athlete. Okay, that's the, uh, that's the quote. Canelo has tested clean dozens of times. So it seems like, fascinatingly enough, he tested positive for clenbuterol, tested by Vada, but the fight is still on. And they came out with the test. I mean... It's interesting because, what's the point of the test if there's no ramifications for the test, right? But it did come, so I appreciate you know I appreciate the transparency. It did come from Golden Boy, but what's the point of the test if there's no punishment for said failure? Unless I'm missing something here. I mean, we've seen some UFC fighters get multiple years. Francisco Rivera's career is uh, essentially finished because of something like this right? Francisco Rivera, USADA. He received, according to the USADA website, uh, received a four-year period of ineligibility for his anti-doping policy. Yeah, he tested positive for clenbuterol. So in an out-of-competition test. Interesting. I guess Fight Fans would be happy that the fight is still on. But why, oh why, do the tests if there's no ramifications for it? Alright, well that's some big news coming out of the world of boxing. bizarre. Oh, all right. Well, just trying to figure that out. That is late breaking news, as they say in the TV business, my friends. Uh, we still have a lot of show left. Uh, coming up, we'll be answering your questions and comments. You have been hitting us up using the hashtag the MMA hour. Uh, We're also going to do Rick's Picks as per usual and we are also going to okay well i i should i should note this because i i do recall but thank you to mark Mundi for letting me know uh, uh augusto montano and brandon moreno both popped for clenbuterol and got cleared mexican meat contamination is a real thing per wada which i know but they did have a period of sort of being provisionally suspended it doesn't appear at least from what i'm reading that uh canelo will be facing any kind of sanction here um But let's give us some time to digest this. Uh, We'll also be joined by Mike Goldberg. But first, we've talked to Brian T. City Ortega. We've talked to Sugashan O'Malley. We've talked to Mackenzie Dern. The headlining act on Saturday, of course, it was Chris Cyborg. She defeats Yana Kunitskaya in the first round, arguably her most dominant performance in the UFC. She is still the reigning defending UFC women's featherweight champion, and she is kind enough to be joining us via the Magic Skype. There she is. Chris, how are you? I'm great. How are you,
3: Adil?
0: I'm doing great. Congratulations. It's,
3: great, it's nice.
0: Uh, Parabéns. Congrats on winning the fight. <laughs> Overall, I'm assuming you were very happy with, with your performance. It, it was pretty much a flawless performance out of you, right?
3: You know, I'm really happy. You know, I was, I was uh, you know, it'll be five rounds. I always say that. But, you know, I took my heart and uh, I, I was so great in the fight. And yeah, not you, you know, i uh, I think amazing performance. i really
0: happy. It seemed to me like you landed a big punch very early, and she had to adapt, and uh, and then she went to her wrestling and her clinch work, and that maybe prolonged things a little bit. Did you feel like you connected with that punch? Like, did you feel like she was on the verge of going out after landing that first punch?
3: No, the, her, her, uh, her interview. She's always said, "I don't have a KO power." And I said, well, she's gonna fight me? No, instead of my share dog. You know, before you go check it out, the share dog. You know, I, I don't know. was you know, I was, I was a love horse. I would do head to to fight. But when you go in the in the cage, you just have to feel, you know,
0: feel your opponent.
3: And and then when I punch, her, she she felt the first punch, and then she decided to be desperate for go to the ground."
0: Uh, were you were you frustrated that she was able to prolong things the way she did with the takedown, with the clinch work? Was, was that frustrating for you? Were you disappointed?
3: Uh, you know, I, I work my stand-up, use the cage for the stand-up. I work a lot of work wrestling with Petito, and I work a little bit my guard. I think she tried to heal hooks, too. You know, I, I was I was just patient. I know she's in panic there, and if she, uh, she used a lot of her her strength but take down me and I just relax and defend and I knew after she's doing all this strength she's doing she's going to be tired
0: she said afterwards that she was very nervous um, our photographer Esther Lin has a picture where it looks like the fear of God is, is in her eyes did you get the sense that she was afraid in there that the moment was a little too big for her
3: I really don't check it out really I was, uh, a lot of people talk to me oh, you see her face she's I was scary. I I, I was never look like this. I look at her. I don't see anything in her face. I just remember, remember remind me about feather. Like feather, no, is mild. Feather don't make any any sense <laughs> in his face. I was just thinking, Man, Russian. Let's go to the war. You know, I was. Uh, you know, I, I, but I really respect Jan, You know, she's 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 the top to fight like three weeks like me does. You know, and then for sure she's gonna have your other opportunity. And her first fight in UFC of course she's going to be a little
0: bit nervous, you know. I think it's normal. Would you say that that was your best performance in the UFC thus far? Uh,
3: I don't think so. I think it's all right, nice, you know. I think any uh, fight have a lot of challenge for me. The two fights, Uh I think it's only ever guy you can see a little bit patient at the fight uh hardly we did a very the training, and you know i uh, I really I really go patient the fight this fight is getting a little bit crazy, you know, violence reminds cyborg Will cyborg again. And I think show I think each fight to have a special thing,
0: so I remember not that long ago when they were talking about you taking a fight on short notice. Dana White said, you know, if you can't make weight in, 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 in eight weeks at 145, what are you doing at 145? Here you made 145 in three weeks. So, were, were you, was that kind of a, you know, something very important to you to prove to people that 145, you don't have trouble making that weight. You can do it on short notice.
3: No. You know, it's crazy because uh before I fight too hard, I have an injury in my hand. And my right hand, I have an injury. And uh, because I worked too much and then I was injured in my hand and then I was for all fight, the fights, I already had the injury. Yeah, I did a lot of sparring, a lot of sparring, a lot of sparring, like six months straight sparring, sparring, sparring. And and after the fight, I thought I need me, I need a break. I said, no punch, you know. I have to break. And I continued just work like a uh, conditioning training. I was doing stairs, but uh, I was not working so like a, a sparring for my hands recover. And, and I was really don't think when I was gonna fight, you know, I was say I was gonna fight in July. Because I have to do a lot of things about my knees, everything. And, and I was in Europe, you know, doing community service seminars and they were doing missionary work. I was never thinking about those fights. But I was there when they called me. I, I just first thing I did, I checked my weight. And I checked my weight and I didn't want to rain and I did the sparring with our two, the one guy there in Europe. He's having a fight from Angola. And I said, man, first fight, I already did sparring, you know, for see how the feeling. And I feel great. And I text my man. to said, man, I know I think I can do it three weeks. But the first thing I did, I checked my weight. But I was really happy because now I learn to work with my body. And my weight stay very close to the ways I fight. You know, like, better. Better for me. It's that how is, Less damage.
0: How is your hand after the fight now? No, my hand is
3: great because I stay, like, one month after the fight. And uh, just do ice and physiotherapy and then nothing hurts okay great this are, are is my
0: you, real apple <laughs> chris do you get tired of after every win we can't just celebrate the win we can't celebrate the performance we have to talk about the division and are you fighting real 145 is it's stuff? it's not just like any champion oh max holloway beats aldo great he's great we celebrate but with you there's always so much that goes in with it and none of it is your fault but it's because of the division that you fight at does this get tiring for you
3: about what? I understand the question. A little
0: bit. That it's never just Chris Cyborg won, two minutes, etc. It's always, there's no one for you to fight. Uh, it's all 135ers. You're the only one. You're not fighting the toughest competition. All this stuff. There's always all this other stuff that comes with it.
3: You know, now it's changed a little bit. I think they like, now the girls start to show up, you know, they don't want to fight me. And I think they have the big opportunity they want to fight and, then, and now I think it's changing a little bit, you know. Soon after the fight, uh, uh, Meg Anderson sent a Twitter for me, and after Holly Fight a Twitter, after Holly Holm well, to you know, I think the girls start to show up, but I really want the, my division growing, and I'm uh, really happy Holly Holm is going to continue 145, and I think this is going to be better, and you, go, you have more girls going to stay 145.
0: Okay, so, so let me ask you, because it was a bit confusing afterwards. It seems like they're doing Amanda Nunes versus Raquel Pennington in Rio. However, after the fight, Dana White said that he'd like for you to fight Amanda Nunes in Rio. Is this of interest to you at all? Will you consider this? Have they asked you to fight her yet, officially?
3: Uh, you know, I, I, after my last fight, I said I would like to fight Amanda um, in uh, July. And, you know, I did three fights in seven months. And uh, Amanda going to be one year. She's going like, to, like, almost no fight. Her last fight is in September. And she's really defend her belt. And, and they have Kaylee Vieira. She's fighting me in semi-card, beat some Captain and gun. She's the next line to my fight 135, 15, 15, 10, 0. And, you know, have a girls for for Amanda fight. She's having to defend her belt. But I'm open for fighting her, you know. I, I I keep training. And then I, I'm open for fighting her, but probably going to be July. I'm not going to fight in Brazil, May. Uh, I have a lot of things to do, in the three fights in, in seven months, and yeah. I really have to take this break.
0: Have they even offered you the real fight? Have they tried to get you to take it?
3: I've uh, been asking a little bit, but you know, because I, I was—I mean, going to Brazil now, end of the month, I have to do something about my knees, and I really—I was not this this fight. Beginner the March is uh, perfect. I was ahead to have a ticket for go to Brazil. End the March for make oh. all my stuff. And and then you know yeah. And then I said I accept to fight to her. But of course now she have to defend her best to get to get a win. You know I never fight Amanda before because she's the one's 145. She never she never keep winning for fighting. You know once she's fought to 145 because even this fight never happened. You know it's nothing because of Her it's nothing because she's never getting close. And uh, but now I think it's the fighting people would like to watch, but of course, I think the girls have to respect and make them defend her belt. You no, know? I think I don't know, but she wants to wait till July cool. you know, for me.
0: Okay, uh, what's wrong with your knees?
3: No, no, my niece, no, because I'm gonna adopt my knees, I'm gonna bring her. Oh, your knees, uh, oh, I'm to... sorry, yeah,
0: I thought you said your knees, yeah, my 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 mistake, no, no. it's perfect. No, oh, I don't s-
3: have any injury, I feel great feel perfect
0: so you're adopting two nieces no just one just one wow how old is she
3: yeah uh now she's 12 but i was huh. when i make the promise for her uh she's on five years old wow they take a long time but you know today they, they're they coming true wow who, who does she live with now
0: before you actually adopt her
3: uh she lives I, she live with my mom. You know, when I went to my when I live in Brazil, I live with my mom, and then I always take care of her, and she's have like she like my 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 daughter. And then when I came into America, I told her i can bring her because like uh, I was not speaking English. I really have to work for be somebody in Brazil, America, and I start to work. And I told her when I have everything fixed and everything prepared, I bring you. And the days cause now, it's, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready for bringing her. I think it's going to be a good opportunity for her to live in America, and uh, I feel very happy, and blessed, because uh, the promise, you know, going to come true.
0: That, that's amazing, and congratulations on that. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, where are her parents?
3: Uh no, her parents is my brother. My brother, okay. but my brother when when she's born, he's still he's still young. And then he's having like a like a brother we have everybody like a brother, but her mom she never met her
0: mom. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So Your mom her Okay, yeah. wow! That's a beautiful thing. Congratulations on doing that. Um, yeah. I just want to ask you also. Holly, Holly Holm was on our show earlier, and she said she would love to fight you again. Does this interest you at all? You know,
3: Holly. Holly, she's having one and four. She's having the last her five fight, fights. Okay, we did it like amazing fight, you know. We, I win, on won the decision. But I think she still have some fights. She have to get a win for fight again. You know, I don't have any problem fight her again. But you know, she's, she's I think she have to get a win. I think she can fight Cat and Gun 145. I think she can help me invest my division in 145. You know, I think she can do this. And but uh, I have two fights left, and the goal is two fights It's Amanda Nunes and Meg Anderson. If Amanda Nunes don't be ready. Or she lost her last next fight. Or not be ready for international fight week. I already told my manager I want Megan Anderson.
0: Okay, and do you think Megan Anderson will finally get cleared to fight you? Are you confident?
3: You know, she sent Twitter. Yeah. She sent Twitter for me the day in my fight. Congratulations on a fight, you, you know? if you were, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she like to play like this, but. Uh, I don't know, but uh, maybe she's supposed to be ready. If she t- if she tweeted me, maybe she's going to get getting clear soon.
0: Okay. Um. And you say you have two fights left on your deal. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I never take the table about Amanda. Um, oh, Eddie, really. Before this fight, after Holly Holm, I contact Valentina where she can help my campus, Amanda, and she's going to be part of my team when I find Amanda, Valentina.
0: Wow, Valentina Shevchenko. Yes. Wow. Have you ever trained with she's her amazing.
3: before? She just, she, no, no, no. She I just hear about this man. She's had a lot of fights. She had have a lot of experience. And she fought two times with Amanda. She stayed a long time with Amanda in the in the octagon and and then she I talked to her. Ray is her friend and like know her. And if she said yes, Chris, I mean I mean and it'll be great. It'll be great.
0: That would be great um uh, last uh, two two quick things for you Chris before I let you go uh you said you have two fights left on your contract um and uh, you say, are you saying like that and that's it you're done or then you're gonna renegotiate what are you thinking
3: no I'm not done uh, but probably we want to renegotiation uh, i I don't know but uh, I'm not done you know okay I have more fights I want to do
0: because uh, I, I remember
3: my division and
0: I remember when you were talking about retirement, you know, a long time ago, this was around the time, so I didn't know if you just had two fights, period.
3: No, no, I have two fights left in my deal.
0: Okay, gotcha. And
3: then the after, yeah.
0: And and I love the story of uh, you and Dana shaking hands after the fight. You guys are, your your buddies now.
3: <laughs> hey, I don't know if you're buddies, but I told him, well, now we're friends, now uh, we're friends. I get to fight three weeks' notice for help, you know, for been asking me. I did one favor. But, of course, favor for me, too. But, you know, I prove it like anywhere, at any time, and we're going to be ready. And you guys, always I say that, but I never have the opportunity. And this time I have the opportunity. And I told him, now we're friends. You uh-huh. know, it's funny, but, you know, he's, he's I think it's cool, but
0: I don't know. What did know, he say to you? I
3: think he didn't happen.
0: What did he say when you said he that? Just
3: smiled. He a smile. He just smile and he turned his red, red face. <laughs> <laughs> he's shy.
0: Yes, he's a very a shy way guy shooter box yeah. style I loved it
3: shooter box style I was trained when it beginning my career and uh, I was here I need to be bad be ready you need to prepare for any situation but I was never thinking it happened with me and this time it happened when I say F fight. no I feel like oh it's cool it's a shooter box style and then all my 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 partner shooter box really happy because like before we can only see YouTube who you're gonna fight you just mm. have to be ready for any situation. Just go over there and fight. And I feel like this fight is like this.
0: Chris, what a performance once again. Um, it, it's a pleasure to watch you compete. Congratulations on the victory. Enjoy it. And also congratulations on the upcoming adoption of your niece. That's an amazing thing. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you back in there in July.
3: Okay. Thank you, all my friends. Thank you, Ariel, for the opportunity. Thank you for CyberNation, everybody in Vegas. And uh, hopefully you'll see in Vegas again fight week. Thanks
0: you uh, so much. Looking forward to it. There she is. Chris Cyborg. Thank you so much to her. Parabéns. Obrigado. Appreciate her stopping by. The most dominant female in the history of this sport. Uh, she is now undefeated in her last 20. And, man, hasn't lost since her very first fight 12 years ago or so. Uh, it's it's an amazing story. And she continues to fight whoever that they put in front of her. Continues to beat whoever they put in front of her. Uh, unfortunately, there isn't the, the, the talent depth at 145. Uh, she said Megan Anderson hopefully that that fight can happen Amanda Nunes would be interesting we'll see what happens she can only do um, you know the tasks that are put in front of her so uh, credit to her and, and what a great story that is her adopting her niece I totally botched that I thought she said niece, but she said niece my bad <laughs>